At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at chime.com build. That's Chime.com slash build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sounds and the Consequence Podcast Network. Of course, uh, first I want to say uh, hi to everyone, all of you who check out the series every single week. In fact, multiple times a week. So we have uh, new interviews that arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I always appreciate you listening and thanks to everybody who... Uh, you know, who leaves a message, says hi and all that. Uh, I always try to answer those, keep those coming. Uh, if you're not already a subscriber, uh, maybe you'll get inspired by the end of this to do so. Of course, you can find us at all the usual hotspots like iTunes and Apple Podcast or Spotify, even YouTube, really wherever you podcast from. Uh, just type in Kyle Meredith with. We'll give you a new interview every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. A great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists and discover new ones and uh, just know what's happening in the music world. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, okay, you ready for this? Ed O'Brien of Radiohead. He's got a brand new record called Earth, and that's what we're going to be getting into. This is a record that's been gestating for, for years, most of last decade. As he'll tell you, it kind of starts around 2011, 2012, and weaves in and out of his Radiohead career. You know, he's got a day job after all. We're going to talk about uh, finding that time and how to keep the cohesion going. You know, that, that complete thought that he wanted to put put onto tape. Uh, working with uh, super producer Flood, one of my all-time favorite producers, uh, uh, an architect of the 90s sound. He's done a lot of stuff with PJ Harvey here. Ed's going to tell you about getting inspired by one of the most recent Foles record. Uh, and then we'll jump into those themes. It's dark. 
<laughs> as you might expect uh, of a record in 2020. Uh, environmental, political, uh, technology, and the problems with all of them. Although uh, there's also a balance, as Ed will also say, there's an importance of having that balance of darkness and light. And you do find that uh, all throughout of this record. He takes some steps from gospel and soul, does a duet with Laura Marling, and even references the uh, 90s band 808 State. And we'll also mention how Colin Greenwood uh, of Radiohead is also uh, on this record. In fact, uh, I think, as he says, it's the first time that uh, that any of the members of Radiohead have used another member on their solo record. So there's got to be a reason for that as well. Let's do this. Talking about the record Earth, it's Kyle Meredith with Ed O'Brien. I'm in love with this record. The Thank you know you. Earth is so fun. The grooves are so great on this. And I guess from what I understand, I mean, this wasn't in your grand scheme, right? I mean, everybody else is doing the solo records, but this wasn't anything that you planned? No. I mean, if you'd said to me 10 years ago, maybe 10 years ago, if I, was I going to do a solo record? It was like, no way. My life was very full with Radiohead and my young family. To be a father when I'm home and to not, you know, to be fully immersed in that was was and is really important. But especially when the kids are little and small and, you know, my kids are now teenagers now and they don't want to see, they don't want to spend so much time with you. But when they're little, it's a really important time. It's an important time now, but it was, you spend lots of time with them. What's interesting though, because as I read, you know, about this record and everything, even making the decision eventually to create a record, it's not like it happened overnight. I mean, this no. stretches the entire decade in a way. Well, it starts in 2012. It starts the inspiration phase. And then the writing ha- starts happening in 2013. But what happens is, and I, so 2013 through to 2014, binning part, I'm writing and recording, demoing a lot. And I'm ready to start recording. But then... Radiohead convenes in late summer of 2014 and we work through, we start on a moonshaped pool and we're recording that until really the beginning of 2016. Mm. There's no opportunity to record. And then we're on the road from 2016 until, well, we don't stop until really until 2018. And I started the record in 2017. So there was slight overlap with the touring, but it was, um, there was no time. I mean, you know, the, a big chunk of that, a really a big chunk, four years almost, is Radiohead album mm. and touring cycle. It's a very different thing from Radiohead. It's got a different energy. Mm. And the energy of Radiohead, the headspace is different from this. So I'm, I wasn't able to flip from one to the other easily. I needed to, partly, there's a certain feeling and energy to these songs that were, was quite hard to get back to. And that was the hardest thing I had to get back to, that break that you have. It's sort of going back to an emotional place that you were in order to deliver these songs, to get them through properly. I had to kind of get back to that emotional place. And that emotional place was from being in Brazil and having time out with the family and having this extraordinary adventure. And that informed it and that whole... And of course, inevitably life moves on and you get busier. And so I had to kind of get back to that place, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so what is that process like? Because, I mean, is that sort of like a meditation thing? You look at photographs, try to get nostalgic about something, put yourself in a time and... Yeah, I, it's a good question. I don't know quite how that happens. I think it's, for me, it was a lot of it actually when I realized I'd go back to the demos and listen to the demos and, and remember what that feeling was like. Because, because of course, music holds a kind of when we love music mm-hmm. there's an emotional memory that we attach with it right 
and like you know like a song from you know 1984 mm. you hear it that you loved and it'll take you right back you're like oh that's how i was feeling same thing with my demos and so i was a process of actually because i didn't listen to the demos for a long time once i'd embarked upon the recording process but actually within those demos held the, that feeling and that place i was getting to so a lot of the process about halfway through the album was recapturing what was on those demos and the spirit of that and that's great i mean that's you know, and that's what happens a lot. Flood talks a lot about that because there's something about who produced the album. There's something about demos that can be incredibly powerful. And, and that because that's when it's most, it's rawest and it's most exciting. This, you get the spirit of the track. Music is a version of time traveling. I, mm. I think it's the closest we can. Yeah. Know, to get to that. For sure. You know, kind of reaching that. Yeah. I, I, you know, since you brought up Flood, I want to hit that because he sort of brings... Like when I think of Flood, he's one of the architects of of what I grew up in the nineties. Yeah. I mean, he had a sound. Do you sort of know what you're getting? The I mean, you know, do you reach out to him because your friends? Do you reach out to him as like, hey, what I'm thinking is what you have? Yeah. Well, so it's a bit of bit of both. So we're friends first and first of all, and first and foremost. And we had, you know, we our families go on went on holiday together. And we had conversations about stuff, about music, and about all this stuff. So he's he's constantly he, you know he constantly makes records he and he's got a sound from the nineties but that sound isn't necessarily what he does now like he's carried on working with Polly Harvey mm-hmm. um, he did an album last year with an Irish band called the Murder Capital mm-hmm. Love yeah that record yeah. yeah and he also the record that I I love that came out in twenty twelve was he did him and Alan did the Alan Mulder did the and Catherine did the Foles records mm-hmm. Holy Fire. And I loved that record and I loved the sound of it. And I kept on, and I said to him, I said, I want to do something like that. How do we do that? And he said, well, you know, it's going to, it's going to be over a certain period of time. And I said, how much is it going to cost? And he told me how much it would cost. I'm like, okay, well, let's do that. that Cause that's the kind of record that I want to make. It's, it's still fun though with all this second question is how much is it going to cost? Yeah. Well, you have to, <laughs> I mean, you know, because I didn't have a record deal, mm-hmm. so I'm funding it all myself. So you have to figure out, you know, you have to have a budget. You mm-hmm. have to, yeah, like, what's it going to cost? Because, yeah. you know, I mean, musicians can endlessly tinker away and forget that they're paying bills. And, you know, studio time costs them, every day costs them a, a load of money. The way you talk about the record, the word joy comes up a lot. Right. You know, um, and celebrations. Mm-hmm. Um, but calling it Earth and taking the the sort of pale blue dot side away for a second, mm-hmm. but calling it Earth in 2020, seems like that's probably trying to say much more like the fact that you can get a lot of optimism mm. within the songs you know and, and I'll, I'll point to a few other things uh, as it traces back to brazil when i think of brazil right now I, yeah you know i'm not thinking of the good parts you yeah know, it's yeah, yeah how much i mean you've radiohead has a long history you know uh, idiotech comes to mind you know when we talk about environmental songs how much of the light is trying to shine on that part of the conversation as well i felt it was really important because we are living in a very dark we're in a dark moment, I think, and it's very challenging environmentally, politically, all this stuff that's happening technologically. It's a very, very, very challenging time. But I felt it was important to acknowledge that, but not leave it in darkness. And my music, because it's not how I feel about it. I feel, listen, the, 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 this planet that we live on is so beautiful. It's so extraordinarily beautiful. And I've had the good fortune of knowing an astronaut Mike Massimino Mm -hmm. and astronauts talk a lot about this the overview effect they leave 
they go into orbit and they look down upon the planet. This is a this is a jewel we live on, and we've taken this thing for granted. And you know, many many cultures and indigenous peoples have understood, really understood about this planet and 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 our connection to it. And since the industrial revolution, we've lost our connection with it because we live in you know. And I look out the window, and we've got very beautiful buildings here in New York City, but everywhere we look. It's all evidence of humanity's ability to, to build extraordinary things. And it is extraordinary, but it's out of kilter now. And we've forgotten. We've forgotten that we are of this planet and we're connected with the planet and we're connected with one another. And for me, I feel happiest when I remember that when I'm with people that I'm connected. So whether it's at festivals like Glastonbury or whether it's watching a movie like the Hubble NASA movie or whether it's watching a film like Interstellar or something that the, the, the preciousness of, of yeah of being able to walk this planet now of course I understand I you know I've got the golden ticket you know and I really do but I think that we're living in a time of this is a massive moment in humanity's history and we I feel very very strongly that we need to remember we need to get back to that connection and that's the way that we heal all of this that's that's because it's out of it's out of sync and also i think the lives that most people live are so incredibly hard and that comes from a disconnection that's that comes and it's not their fault it's about the system being you know we're talking i was talking yesterday about with carly from my management and we were talking about mortgages and she's you know and people and you know she's the age when people are starting to buy their own mortgage and stuff like that and you know things like you know buying your house and stuff like that is can be an amazing thing however if it gets you into so much debt mm. that you do a job that you hate your boss that you hate your people around you or you don't you, you feel and you have to do it and it slowly kills you i mean this is kind of the story of the west right this is the thing that's being reevaluated re right now and i think younger generations certainly in britain don't have the opportunity to buy so houses so this kind of thing so what am i trying to say here what i'm trying to say here is that I didn't want to make a record that was, you know, oh, it's all going to be great, it's all going to be fine, because that's not the truth. I didn't want to make a record that goes, it's all crap, it's all shit, this is that, because that's not the truth. The truth is there's darkness and there's light. Mm. But what I wanted to do was really look about, about the light. And, and, and for me, like, you know, the news, the news that we're fed is, is all darkness. There's no news about, like, how good we are to one another. But every day... You know, our experiences or my experience, and I'm sure lots of people, the kindness of someone being kind, of someone being thoughtful, these are the things that are also as important as the crap that we're being fed about how awful we are to one another. But we never, a light has never shone on that. So for me, it felt like it felt very important to the making of the record that there had to be joy and there had to be hope because we have the potential to be extraordinary. You know, there are times when we all come and, and, Com equally so we have the potential to be completely destructive and we, you know you've you're witnessing it in your country we're witnessing it in my country mm. but i wanted to i w i really wanted to you know know that that there's darkness but i'm looking towards the light to look at the lyrics like that because i don't know how naturally lyrics and anything come to it but but it seemed like you almost have to know that that's what you go into. Because a lot of times, you know, people writing lyrics, it's almost just like doodling. You know, you just yeah. kind of stream of consciousness to come out and to try to set that parameter. Yeah. This is what I, I, I wanted to get to a place with words because I'm not 
you know, I'm not Bob Dylan. I'm not, I don't have that wordplay or that word mastery. I don't have that history of that. But what I was interested in are words that convey a feeling and that could be quite, that could be quite general. That, I, that I, I, I'm using a lot of words like feeling comes up a lot and I use love a lot, which I don't think there's, which, you know, obviously comes up in a lot of songs, but I don't think from where I've come from radio, there's been a lot of love hasn't been used. And certainly my background, you know, come from Oxford, from the UK, we're pretty zipped up. You know, that's why going to place like Brazil is really important because it's like shedding skin. And that that was another reason it was like op- the opening of my kind of one of my mantras. Like I want to get out of my head and into my heart. That meaning that I want to I want to walk through life with a bigger heart, more love and all those things. And so that's what I was trying to bring into the music. And I love I guess it comes more from a kind of lyrically from a more soul sort of. That for me was gospel and soul. Mm. I love that music. I love, because again, that music is about darkness and coming into the light, right? And, and, and looking at the light and also a divinity to life. And so that's what, that's the, the kind of the language that I was using, I guess, is more in that kind of from, from there. You get that really. I mean, one of the most surprising parts on this record, after you make it through all these sounds, of course, you get to the end. Yeah. And here's a duet more or less, with yeah. uh, with Laura Marling, who I'm a massive fan. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> but this, I mean, that's a, such a different song from the rest of them. Did did you kind of notice that as you were going along, that it was going to... I didn't really notice, because in my head it's a bit like, I mean, I, I love, I always used to love mixtapes and stuff like that. Yeah. And the idea of a mixtape is you have a start and you have a finish. So the uh, the song that precedes it is Olympic, which is, you know, my existential funk number. And it, it, it's a big song. And at one stage, I wanted to finish the the album with that. And it could have, but there was something really lovely about coming back in small and intimate. And that's, I, I think that's the humanity. I think that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to bring it back. It's, it's, it's a record from the heart. Mm-hmm. It's not a record from the head. And so I think that that really, that really helps that journey to come back to a resting place. And I, I'm kind of old fashioned as well. I like, I still believe in the album that you play from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And of course, you pick songs and but i still like that journey and so that's what i'm still searching for and to to come back in small close of the heart a couple together felt really right yeah well it's fun hearing olympic too because that the keys are sent whatever that is it's i mean it feels oh. olympic it feels like jock jams a little bit you know that uh, if you remember that old 90s thing right no, there I don't. just the, like the sports anthem moments you I know really... it's, yeah it's kind of I don't know. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, that was well, that was for me. That was a track that I was really influenced when I the the riff sort of came out because that riff on the guitar. I thought it was like eight to eight state. I don't know if you remember this this British band. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Manchester, yeah. And they they were they were very important around the time of the Stone Roses, Happy mm-hmm. Mondays, that whole acid house and rave scene. They were like one of the electronic pioneers, and they named after the eight the Roland eight to eight drum machine. And they had a track called Cubic. And in my head. Hence Olympic with a K because they did cubic with a K. In my head, that was an allusion to, it was kind of alluding to that time, that sound. Uh, you've got Colin on here. Mm-hmm. When you're doing this, you've got a whole different band. Mm. Is it tempting not to ask people that you've been playing with your whole career? I mean, a liberating moment to say, I get to try, you know, a whole new sandbox with all of these different people? Yeah, I think, you know, I think if you look at everybody's projects, solo projects, I don't think anybody's played on anyone else's project. Yeah. in Radiohead. And I think that comes from, you know, we played together a long time. 
and we all know what we do and we all we all appreciate what we do but i think you know as a musician you you're seeking new experiences mm-hmm. uh, as as many of us are in life in general um so certainly to work with new musicians is is really good it gets you out of your comfort zone as well and that is really important as a creator i think you have to be constantly out of your comfort zone it doesn't make it easy so working with other people it, it it shines a light on what you do it can help elevate what you do it can help you reassess what you do make you think in a different way open your eyes and open your ears really I I love how it's all come together anyway. I I don't think there's a competition, but I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, out of the solo records, this one's my favorite. Wow. (laughs) Well, I mean, there is no competition, but thank you for, I mean, I, you know, I'm just relieved to have made a record that, that I think stands up to what we've all done and it's consistent. And I'm, I guess mostly I'm happy of what I'm really mostly happy about is that when you conceive of these songs and you're in the inspiration phase, to actually fulfill that potential that's the hardest part to be able to do that that was that's kind of my bit, biggest yeah. cuz writing a record's not easy you've it's, got a luxury of having a band most of the time it's not easy and it's and the other thing is i've got a lot of long songs and there's a lot that's a lot of airtime to fill you know you suddenly realize oh my god this is an eight and a half minute song you know it's not a two and a half minute song it's it's and and i love two and a half minute songs you know grew up on the beatles but there's a lot of stuff to, you know, if you're doing getting into this kind of beats and the rhythm and the this whole rave thing, it's 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 yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to. There's a lot to do. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of fun. Ed, thanks so much for thanks, this. Kyle. Congratulations on Earth, man. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That was lovely. Yeah. That was fun. Fun. My thanks, Ed O'Brien. The new record is Earth. It's so good. And thanks to you too for for checking out the episode again. If you haven't already, if you liked what you heard right here and you're not a subscriber, I I do hope you hit that subscribe button. we got new interviews uh, that are released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So your favorite artists and new artists to discover and everything that's happening in music, you're going to hear about it right here. So please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with, uh, with everything that's going on. And again, you can grab it wherever you get your podcast from, too. That does include uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and all the rest. And then after that, head to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of uh, song premieres and music news and anniversary spins and bonus interviews, too. Again, that's WFPK. Consequenceofsound.net. They've got your music and film news. You can find me uh, just about uh, any social media platform uh, at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you uh, you follow, like, all that stuff. That does it for another edition of Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.